0: The Big Bets on Campus podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign up offer for our listeners. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit $20 or more can make their first bet risk free up to $1,000. That's right, if you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk free up to $1,000 in eligible states. To get started, All you have to do is click on the Action Network link in this episode description. Okay, let's get things started. All right, here we go.
1: size of the fight in the middle. what's up degenerate nation welcome to the big bets on campus podcast presented by WinBet. this is the college football week seven betting recap and week eight look ahead i'm stucky with me as always is colin wilson fresh off another auburn jesus game huh
0: Listen, I'm going to echo Sam Pittman, what he said in his presser after the Razorbacks just completely ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. He said, we're beat up. We're tired. Uh, We're not going to quit. We've got Pine Bluff and a bye, and we desperately need Pine Bluff and a bye. And I think it's that time of year where we got to be more conscious. Like when Arkansas runs the gauntlet of A&M, Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, Georgia, you know, like these teams are going to get beat up and they're just going to have these games where things snowball but that goes with capping too. I mean, we're right here. Week eight, baby. We're on to week eight. You and I, like this is the time of year where you and I, one of us gets sick. We have a cold, like, like we're trying to keep up like shit. I mean, there's so many numbers and data and we got injuries and we got matching about to kick up. We need to take our pedia light in the morning and get ready. because like, like Sam Pittman said, you know, we're beat up. We're tired. We need a bye week you and I, we don't get a bye week
1: No, no breaks. I, my wife has bronchitis. <laughs> I think I'm going to get bronchitis. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, there that, that was horrific officiating. I mean, I'll give, give credit oh, to Comex, but some of the worst God. calls I've ever seen all year, all in
0: one I, half. A year after, they stole a win from him. I thought I thought Arkansas was going to get calls. The SEC better do something. I mean, if you're going to fine $100,000 of these schools for rushing the field, what are you going to do for these zebras that are fucking up the game? What are you yeah. going to do? An imaginary pass interference call? Like, we're just we're going gonna to drop laundry and make shit up? Like, I mean, this is the, the officiating – was so bad, and it wasn't even just the Arkansas game, right? I mean, I'm sure you want to rant about the number of flags for Arizona State. Like, SEC officiating is getting to be on the Pac-12's level. Let's hear it for those Pac-12 referees.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and complain about officials. Uh, I went, what did I went? I went yesterday 5-7, and and then my round robin went to to shits. Losing day, I think I deserved a losing day. Uh, There was, let's get in the best call, worst call before we get to the voicemails. Best call, worst call, bet, regret. Uh, My best call of the day, I think I only had like one or two, um, was uh, Army Under, obviously. At our bar, we don't have Big Ten Network. I don't know why. It's the only channel we don't get. So I was just following it on my phone. I was streaming it for a little bit. And then I got like two touchdown notifications in a row. Two touchdowns in that game quickly with a total of 37 or whatever it was. Scared me a little bit, but we got to the window. That was easy. My worst call, uh, Miss State. Thanks for showing up. Losing by forty, I could also say Arizona State. Congrats to Colin winning the the Stucky Colin Podcast Bowl. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. How about Duke lost forty eight nothing? Kent State lost sixty four to thirty one. I still can't figure out what happened with Tennessee. That game was so bizarre. But how do you only score twenty six points against Ole Miss? And you want a rant? Here's my rant of the week.
0: All right, let it out. This is your rant of the week.
1: Joe Milton comes in at the end of the game. One play left. You're down five. He comes in for an injured head and hooker. He scrambles. There's no time on the clock, and he runs out of bounds. What, in God's name, was he doing? Throw the ball up in the air. Do something. Punt it. Do something. Maybe it hits a defender. Run out of bounds.
0: Outrageous ending to that game. Is this the craziest sure. ending to any college football game ever? I, mean, I like, had no like, idea what was going on.
1: There was no sound. I was like, "Is there lightning?"
0: Fans are littering the field with objects from the stands, primarily in the south end zone, but never wise. This is getting stupid. The Tennessee cheerleaders are leaving the field. Not that it ever was funny, but it's it's beyond normal, and this is ridiculous. I saw you tweeting. I'm sitting here watching it. Like I literally, you and I are in the middle of. Utah, Arizona State. Yeah. I got my best bet going on with Hawaii losing Day-Day Hunter and giving up an ungodly amount of points on an ungodly amount of turnovers. And the only thing I can concentrate on is the audio on this Tennessee game. We got student sections getting kicked out, and then all the other fans filling in the student section. We got mustard bottles, golf balls. Really a crazy scene when you look down there. Who brings a bottle of mustard? That's a guy. Hey. I, I saw everything. I, I could not even believe what was going on in the scene. Like, how if you're going to fine SEC schools 100,000 for rushing the field, what are you going to do with this game? I don't blame Lane Kemp for saying, listen, I'm not safe here. My team's not safe. I'm not safe. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen. I mean, Hugh Freeze in a hospital bed coaching at a li- at a game live, that holds nothing. What does the NBA got? You know, we talk with Matt Moore all the time about how the NBA is the most dramatic sport out of all. What, how can you top what happened last night at the Tennessee game? This league, baby. Yeah, that was wild. I, I was like, what is going on? Like
1: without sound, you just see people. I thought they were like coming down to rush the field to like go after lane. And then I see stuff on the ground. And then I see the refs talking the lane. And I'm like, what? it was a wild, wild game. But 26 points against Ole Miss? How is that possible? So I was really disappointed. Tennessee really, I really flipped my day. Flipped my night, I should say. And uh Bet Regret, I will go actually I overall my sides, I went. Sides and totals on seven and seven if you include Friday. So, you know, I dropped, I think, uh, a unit on the weekend. Had a couple of good weekends in a row. It's about time we got to get rolling here, though. Bet regret.
0: Every gambler knows that feeling. Let's talk bet regret.
1: Not taking Cincinnati. Just the reasoning there. They want style points. They're not taking their foot off the gas. They beat UCF 56-21. I wish I uh touted along there. How about you, bet? Best call, worst call, bet regret?
0: I mean, this was, I had these written down yesterday. I don't even have to think about this. So, I mean, my best call, I swept Friday. I almost wanted a screenshot and freeze it for like making an NFT. I mean, I, sure. we're talking Syracuse first half under, Syracuse cover, Cal cover. Uh Friday was like the greatest thing ever, but you're right. Cincinnati team total over 50 burgers every week. Let's just call it Brocktober, by the way, which is going to come into bet regret. Cincinnati, 50 burgers every week for everybody. And then best call, I got to throw out the OU team total over. Caleb Williams is unbelievably electric. He can throw on the run. The one thing that he can do that not many quarterbacks in college football can do, he can throw on the run off of either foot. That is Patrick Mahomes-ish. A sports book that will not be named left Caleb Williams up at 50-1 to for the Heisman last night. Now, it's a debate for Brett and I on the Sources pod, but... That was crazy. Okay, so worst call, it's easy. How easy is it for me to say worst call? I bet on Duke against Virginia because Virginia's defense is god awful. Duke got blanked. I bet on Wyoming. How do you not score against Virginia's defense? That's unbelievable. Impossible. I bet on Wyoming, like, to cover against Fresno State. Thought Fresno State would have a problem coming into Laramie. Thought Hayner was a little beat up. Blanked. Wyoming got blanked. But let's not forget that I bet New Mexico. Yes, I bet New Mexico plus 11 have against Colorado State, a team that I love to fade because Adazio on retirement. New Mexico only scored seven. They got beat by 30. Worst call. Adazio's rolling, by the way. Adazio's rolling. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. But he's still going to end up six and six. So bet, bet regret is not even close. Like, I, I thought about this yesterday. I was so pissed off at myself. A, didn't, we didn't even talk about it. We didn't bet Brocktober. Although I will say that the market signals were going crazy on Kansas state. I was like, I'm ignoring this. I'm ignoring this. It's Brocktober. And then B we have a podcast where I went on and said, UAB against inferior conference opponents and a, and a freshman walk on quarterback with Southern miss is easy money. And then I chicken shit out on 16 and a half and they won what 34 to zero. So bet regret is UAB by far.
1: UAB loves just beating up on the the bottom feeders in conference. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get to the voicemails and uh, hear you guys bitch and complain. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
0: Leave a message after the bleep. Oh, my God, Stucky, you would have had the big one watching the this- Indiana punt. Of course, Indiana punts it. Fourth and four on their on Michigan State's thirty nine yard line. Because God forbid, on the opposite side of the field, you go for it, and then somehow their special teams botches it. Oh, nobody there at the five yard line. They miss the ball. Goes into the end zone for a touchback. Jesus Christ! I can't believe I bet this over in the game. Uh, yeah. The I
1: mean, this, when is this Michigan State booty going to end? It's just, I'm glad they actually won for Indiana. Team to win total under they cover by the hook. They had 56 yards in the first half, 10 punts. I mean, this is I mean, it, it was disgusting. Indiana had more yards, more yards. I mean, it's just they. I don't know how they weren't up by more. And you know, Michigan State gets a pick six in the first half. There's just. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And Michigan State moves to seven, another top ten team in the country. They don't look like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. Post game win expectancy, one of the worst of the day was Michigan State winning with a thirty nine percent post game win expectancy, twenty four percent success rate on passing downs, well below national average for Sparty. Forty five percent on standard downs, well below national average for Sparty. They were stuffed more than the national average. Thirteen possessions, no explosive drives out of Michigan State. And you and I and, and our podcast. What was the handicap on the podcast? Indiana has the defense to shut down this Jalen Naylor, Peyton Thorne, like the Walker, all of this stuff. And they did, they did all that, but here we go. You know, I mean, turnovers, field position, just, I don't know. We don't, and, and are you and I going to be forced into backing Bodog Jim? Are you and I going to be forced into that? I, I can't even believe we're in this spot. Might be. Bodog Jim, baby. We'll talk about that game later this week. Let's move on. Mark Stoops, you fucking motherfucker. Calling a timeout with f***ing three seconds left just to run another fing play to make your ass, you make your little fing pump and look a little not as bad. Well, go f*** yourself, buddy. Some of us are trying to f***ing pay the bills on this Kentucky Team Total Wonder, and I have a f***ing kids to feed, and you're just f***ing calling your fing timeout because you don't want your ass kicking to look so bad. You fing pandy, dude. Go f*** yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, so Kentucky was one of my uh, – by the way, I think I called the exact final score of Kentucky. I don't want to podcast. talk about this game. Um, I don't want, I, and it was one of the most exciting moments for me this week. I had plus 23, right? But I know that almost – you know, most people that followed me didn't have 23. They probably had 22 and a half, 22. Everyone that I was with at the bar had like 21 and a half. Like, first of all, I didn't want to push, but I was really rooting for everybody and myself. So we're sitting there in a bar in Lexington, and I mean, I tweeted out a video of this and we are, we go bonkers. By the way, Stoops calls a timeout, we play to cover the game, calls a timeout. And then on the last play of the game, they get in and uh, they lose by 17 and we went bonkers. Like just uh, you got to love betting the bar in barn were and Kentucky fans are cheering uh, on a last second touchdown to lose by 17.
0: I can't talk about this game. And I had to take a three hour break. If anybody didn't notice Colin took a three hour break from social media because Colin had to get up and walk the dog. Colin did 120 push-ups. After that 4.30 slot, I had to take a break. What because, did you have in that game? So our best bet on the uh, – the bet on the BBOC live show and real Georgia life – First m- half, right? And real life money was Georgia first half. And, uh, and the refs did everything possible to keep that last drive going for Kentucky to get that score up. So, you know, 14-0, and then this last drive with like one minute left, and how many flags – fictitious bullshit flags are we going to throw – to make sure Kentucky gets something on the board. Right. I, I just, it's outrageous. It, the the SEC no, so is outrageous. It. That score. I was, I was hot about that. I was so hot about that first half and the refs helping Kentucky get that score. So, you know, whatever. And then, and then what happens, what happens when they come out for the second half, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I can't believe I bet Georgia on the first half assisted by the refs and then they go apeshit in the scoring when they come out for the third quarter. So I, I had to take a break. Thanks,
1: BBN. All we do is cover, baby. All right, moving on.
0: Georgia complete domination, but it doesn't matter. You play to cover the f- game, calling a timeout with f- six seconds left just to push that. F- in? Yes. Calling in from a wedding in Lexington, Kentucky, which is criminal on a day like today. But Uncle Mitch, every time Colin Wilson talks about Kentucky, can you play the clown noise in the background? I mean, Jesus Christ. How about Stoops calling timeout? He's legend. Meanwhile, Arkansas getting blown the out like they will with our basketball team this year. <laughs> Colin Wilson calling in again. Back-to-back weeks. I got to roast your ass, dude. UGA minus 13, blah, 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 blah. Arkansas gets blown out. Kentucky covers Mark Stoops is one of the most unbelievable timeouts with three seconds left. But your first half bet couldn't have been more wrong. I don't care about your Havoc metrics, about this, about that. You're just wrong. Week after week, you get on this podcast and you're wrong about Kentucky. Week after week after week, you're always wrong about Kentucky. It's an absolute joke. We cover the spread. Kentucky covers the spread. Figure it the f- out. What? What is he even Um, saying? We missed a field goal. It should have been 17 to zero. And then you got a ref assist to get a score up. Did you watch the game? Are you just loaded in a stupid ass Lexington bar with no audio and not paying attention to the flags? Get, get, Get out of here.
1: Sounded like a shot at me. It was not a bad bet. You've had fights with LSU, Texas in the past. I think your biggest enemies right now for this season, right in my backyard, the Kentucky. That's going to continue through college basketball. Don't
0: bring basketball into this. Muscleman will do circles around you guys. I don't want to hear this. Muscleman's out there throwing breakfast burritos yesterday to the Arkansas student section. Put Arkansas and Kentucky in a bowl. I'd make the line probably 21. All right. On Arkansas. Poverty baseball school. All right. So let's go ahead and take a look here. Kentucky's next game is against Mississippi State. They should be favored by one and a half. After that, Tennessee plays Kentucky. Kentucky should be favored by two and a half. After that, Kentucky plays Vanderbilt. Kentucky would be favored by 30. After that, Kentucky is going to host New Mexico State. Great job. Mexico State coming to town, 40 and a half point spread. And then to close it out, you're going to be four and a half point favorites over Louisville. Kentucky should win out. And then beat Arkansas in a bowl. <laughs> I wish
1: they could play in the bowl. That would be make fun.
0: make it make it happen, Brett McMurphy. Put Arkansas yeah, Kentucky right. in the Birmingham we'll two Bowl. two
1: SEC teams in the Birmingham Bowl. Go, cats. I just woke up on my back porch, upper <laughs> than a football bat, to see that I went 9 9 today. But why do they go 99 9 today? Because of a minor mother nation. My guy out of West Texas.
0: Of back man of the year. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, doodle, 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 doodle. You suck, you f- loser, Skip Holt, f- You. Uh, <laughs> hear, I don't
1: know. If we're, are we going to hear from our minor nation guy? I don't know. I haven't listened to these voicemails yet.
0: Maybe he comes in later. But yeah, Utah covering machines. Yeah, yeah. Utah. If you if you look at the advanced numbers, like they they did an amazing job here. They, uh oh, Louisiana Tech. You wonder why the Bulldogs did win that game 0.6 points scored per trip past the 40 yard line, Louisiana tech absolutely crumbled every time they had a drive get past the 40 yard line. It it was uh uh, pretty much a shit show by Skip Holtz on the road there, but hey, you and I got to talk about this. Like UTEP, UTSA, like maybe we should take a flight down to El Paso. I mean, that is one of the biggest games. Um, I think we can Holy... try to record the the show from there. Uh, oh, I've always wanted to go to El
1: Paso. We can we can meet our friend <laughs> and have a pizza party. uh I've never been. I've I've always wanted to go. um I've never been to West Texas, so uh maybe we'll make it happen. More details to come there. Hopefully, we hear from our friend later. Dude, Navy Memphis. Sitting on 52, 21 minutes left. I got the f*** over in no points the last 21 minutes. Jesus Christ. Not even a field goal. Going to be a great weekend again. It's amazing the amount of real estate that Lane Kiffin has in Knoxville still after all these years. Not only was it a trashy scene, but honestly, the sad thing is the person who threw that golf ball might have the most accurate arm in Knoxville, Tennessee right now during football season.
0: Um, I just want to say, Sucky, man, you degenerate, Jersey Shore-looking mother. Don't bet against old Miss, you mother. I didn't see the golf ball. You didn't see the golf ball. Lane gets a golf ball, hits him right down on the ground, picks it up, shows it to the ref. That's why I'm saying he was like, "I listen, I am not safe here. My fans are not safe. My, my booster club is not safe. My cheerleaders are not safe. My players are not safe. He holds it up and then he brings it to the post-game interview and everybody on Twitter is saying, you know, he's going to frame that on his wall in his office. But it really didn't look like a throw. It looked like somebody used more of a flop wedge a 60 degree iron because that thing came down at an angle like straight down somebody had a great 60 degree that was a great shot by the whoever did that in but we missed the golf ball Um, people people quit throwing shit on in the field come
1: on yeah so dumb uh yeah i was glad i got tennessee plus three and it closed it up pick. great great clv that doesn't pay the bills literally calling from my wedding. I'm still seething from my friend telling me not to death Purdue spread Purdue money line. It was the
0: wedding week. It was the wedding lock. I was told there were COVID issues. Iowa f- sucks. Go Ruckers. David bell all i've got to say boy i should have taken your guys' advice going 11 and a half plus purdue man was i dumb boy does this iowa team stink we look freaking terrible sucky colin been with you since the gin and juice but holy fellas money line round robin washington loser tennessee loser Mississippi State, loser. Eastern Michigan, loser. Indiana, loser. Wyoming, loser. UNLV, loser. Holy s***, fellas. That's more impressive than going undefeated, honestly. Are you f***ing serious with this round-robin bull? I'm sitting here at 10.30 thinking I got all my plays laying, and I see Stucky coming with all his round-robin plays. All these losers. Was Air Force saved the day? Holy s***. Loser. 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 All there is loser. Oh, Colin's round robin. Loser. 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 My God. I got there's no way to put round robins into action network. So I have to go in individually, put all the parlays in and they all lose. Holy what a Saturday boys.
1: Uh, All right. So with round robins, if you can't afford to lose them all, do not bet them. Um, And by the way, if you went in the app two weeks ago and I had six of seven, I hit six of seven and tweeted out some of the tickets that I cashed. The goal is to hit about one a, a year. That's it. And if you cannot afford to lose round Robins, they're round Robins. They're underdog money. line. Like you're going to, most weekends, they're going to get, they're going to lose. So I, I don't know what to tell you. It sounds like you're yeah. uh, betting too much and you should probably
0: stop. First off. Yeah. They sucked. All seven of the round Robins didn't get home and uh, it was a, uh, we're going to have to do better next week, but remember what the round robin is. There's always one, and sometimes there's been two. And a couple of years ago, there were three weekends where at least six of the seven have hit. If you're playing this for any kind of money whatsoever, it that exponentially turns into a, you know, you get numbers to the left side of the comma. I, my only advice is people that play the round robins, if you're a $100 better, this by twos and threes should be for about two to three to, if you want, $5, because that's going to accumulate up to about, a $200 round robin, about a $500 round robin. And that's only if a single unit for you is a hundred dollars. So take it easy when you're betting 56 or 83 or however many bets it comes out to take it easy. This is supposed to be a small percentage. This is a money line underdog. Uh, You know, make, don't make this, you know, about 50% of what your bankroll is on for the day. This should accumulate. This should be around less than 10% of your bankroll for the entire day of what you have bet in circulation. So just take it easy on the round robins. I know it was 0 and 7. I know it was bad. We're going to do better. We're going to hit one of these weekends. But just you know, don't go heavy on these round robins from a financial perspective.
1: Your expectation going into they be they're going to lose. That's how I approach it. And I try to hit one a year. That's it. That's mm-hmm. my expectations on them. And then I'm betting twenty five dollars per I do twos, threes, fours, fives, yeah. sixes, and sevens. So it's like a it's like a fifteen hundred dollar bet to win like 20 K. Is I mean it depends. Sometimes it's twenty five K, sometimes it's fifty it depends on how many favorites and underdogs you you're using. But uh yeah, if you look at that bet when you put it in, if you are not okay with all of them losing, don't do it. All right, moving on. Colin, what in the hell keeps getting into your brain for the San Diego State Overs. Are you kidding me? It's halftime. These offenses can't move the ball worth it. There is zero, and I mean 0% chance,
0: this thing hits the over. You're you're usually good. You usually know what you're doing. You got the analytics. But San Diego State and this offense, and you see the over?
1: My dog's even pissed off. This is unbelievable.
0: So this game hasn't even ended yet, but holy s***. If we ever want to, like, really... Get at some country like North Korea, Iran, or whatever. Do sort the of sanctions or whatever. Make them watch San Diego State against San Jose State on repeat. This is f- torture. These teams are awful. I can't believe there's a f- ranked sign next to f- San Diego State's name. Colin, you're a f***ing moron for ever taking it over with these group of goons. And also send this ref crew over there. This is the worst officiated f***ing game I've ever seen in my life, and I watch a lot of NFL.
1: Like I said last week, like I said on Twitter, we listen to anything Colin says about college football unless it involves San Diego State overs. That's it. He has, I think there's a bug in his model that <laughs> he's replacing the San Diego State offense with the Alabama offense. spits out numbers that are 20 points too high or Jeff Haklinski or is that his name? has some dirt on him. And Colin, that could ruin his career. So he has to pump
0: him up in his offense. So uh, we don't listen to say Do you want to say anything here? Yeah, I just want to say, like, I got blocked by the wife again. Like, the, te- the live total was 19 and a half. Six to six, going, getting close to overtime. I said, I got to hit this over. I've got to hit this live over. And Stucky's like, you're like, I got you and everybody I mentioned's like, you know, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then the wife's like, put your phone down. This is degenerate shit. You can't bet over 19 and a half. And what happened? It was a winner. Damn it. I wanted to hit that over so bad. San Diego state. Let's move on. Hey, the over is always in play with the Aztecs.
1: Love these guys. I thought the game was fixed. I had no idea it was going on. They were making up calls, but then the second half, they were making up calls the other side, like a face mask, the guy on the offensive lineman to take away a 60 yard touchdown. Phantom holdings. I just, it was insane. I've never seen a worse officiate again. I was like, the only explanation is this game is fixed. But then I watched the second half and I was like, they're just as bad for the other team. Um, I suffered through that entire thing. I had San Jose State plus 10. I don't know who steamed that game, but, and then I couldn't stop watching it. And shout to Jason Taylor, who was the announcer on CBS Sports Network. As the game was going to overtime, he said, uh, this is one of the ugliest things I've ever been a part of in my life. You gotta love the, the candor there um, from an announcer, but it was disgusting. Then I couldn't stop watching. I was invested. I spent, I already cashed my ticket. Although I was having nightmares of uh, Tulane, Tulsa, pick six, if so, I was like, all right, I got to watch the end, and uh, yeah, San Diego State wins in overtime again, uh, and they have a showdown with Air Force now, who won last
0: San Diego State passing downs—they averaged one point eight yards per play, and they were in passing downs Explosive. a lot. 1. Explosive, one point eight yards per play.
1: I cannot wait. I'm going to die when you tell us who San Diego State play this week. Air Force. Oh God, you're going to bet San Diego uh, State Air Force over.
0: Listen, you're gonna give me you're gonna give me 41. You're gonna give me the key of 41. We're we're gonna get up there. Oh
1: man, here we go. All
0: right, then we're gonna
1: come on that later in the week. Oh, by the way, we forgot to talk about uh Iowa. The the yeah the charade the charade is up.
0: You know what's funny O'Connell. is they had four turnovers in the game and it didn't it didn't yeah. equate it didn't equate to any Purdue points though. Like they didn't have yeah. any immediate drives to turn into points. So it was a legitimate beatdown. Like I had the
1: O'Connell, I wanted Plumber to play. Uh, O'Connell was phenomenal. I should have played Purdue. I was afraid of turnovers. Jeff Brom, I give you credit. It was clearly the right decision. And he was playing to win, not to cover. He wasn't playing it safe. And he went out there. O'Connell finished 30 of 40 for 375 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, And uh, David Bell absolutely owns Iowa City. Uh, 11 catches for 240 yards. And this is a guy who had, what, 24 catches and four touchdowns in the last two meetings against them? absolutely dominant. It didn't help that Iowa didn't have their star corner, then lost another one. But yep.
0: uh, That's where the numbers yep. really stick out though. I mean, that yep. uh, you look at, you look at Purdue, they went 70% of having, of their drives having two plus first downs. That's almost double the national average. When you get into passing downs, Purdue averaged 8.8 8 yards per play uh, within a, with a success rate in passing downs. It was 12% over national average. Uh, I would say the Iowa defense, the loss of Riley Moss was bigger than, we could have handicapped because Purdue got to do whatever they wanted on the offensive side of the ball, even with bad field position, average starting. So Iowa had i starting field position of 37 and Purdue was started average starting field position was on the 22 and Purdue had like 60% of available yards, way above national average. I mean, the Iowa defense just crumbled and it wasn't because of the turnovers.
1: All right. Uh, moving on. Gary Patterson has no soul. If I was an alum of TCU, you know what I would do? I would urinate in a muffin. I would then bake the muffin. I would send it to Gary Pat Patterson. I would say, eat this muffin filled with urine because you're a cowardly disgrace. No words for how much of a coward he is. Goodbye. Uh, Barton from, or used to be from Chicago, from Chicago, Notre Dame, Ohio State fan. His weekly rant was about Gary Patterson today. Yeah, I didn't get TCU home and uh, plus 14. I got some plus 14 and a half live. Uh, Total yards in the game, TCU 529, Oklahoma 525. Yeah, at the end of the game, TCU just kind of gave up. I was hoping they would throw it, but uh, Oklahoma scoring a touchdown uh, up 14 with a a minute to go.
0: Kind of hurt me. I mean there's a lot of takeaways for me from this game first off tcu was i mean the offensive numbers are pretty insane for oklahoma half of their 12 possessions were explosive drives they averaged five points per trip inside the 40 yard line they were scoring machines which was good to get that team total over but at the same time tcu was just running out of players to play on defense so you know i i think the competition is going to step up here for ou to go up against but at the same time you can't deny like Oklahoma averaging 11.2 yards in, in, in passing plays you know 10.3 yards per play in passing downs uh they were fantastic and I believe but Look at TCU's passing numbers though Oklahoma yeah, uh, 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 big time which is why I'm a <laughs> listen I think Oklahoma Georgia is still the national championship game but I can't see Oklahoma winning the national championship with this defense at all interesting enough Spencer Rattler not a single not a single Passing attempt, uh, had the uh, white jump man uh, tennis hat on all game, which I can't remember last time I've seen a bag of quarterback just hang out in a in a in a hat instead of actually having his helmet on. But uh, yeah, four touchdowns for Caleb Williams, 295 yards, 18 of 23 passing. I'll be interested to see how many drops out of those five that there were. But uh, the OU is OU is legit, and they're they're going to go to the college football playoff.
1: Not after uh, Iowa State beats them. All right, Duggan, yeah, Duggan finished 20 of 30 for 346 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, just shredded. Oklahoma, they got to find corners. I don't know why they can't. All right, moving
0: on. I prematurely cashed my bet. This bet won't cash until these motherfucking hillbillies will stop throwing shit on the field. Come on, man, I'm from South Texas, bro. That's a class. Say his name, Billy Napier. Say his name, Stucky and Colin.
1: Uh, great, great performance by ULL, by the way. They finally woke up this season, and uh, it was just a dominant win over App State. I can't believe we didn't hear from our, our minor nation guy. Is that serious? Going bowling? Yeah, I can't believe we didn't hear from him. All right, thanks for the voicemails. You guys weren't as cruel as I thought you were going to be, um, but I, I trust that you'll pick it up as the season goes on. And look, all right, let's let's close out the top twenty-five. Texas A&M. Rolls at Missouri. I'm yeah. glad I stayed away there. Just that Missouri run defense, just Olay. You can do whatever you want there. NC State with an impressive win at BC, 33 to seven. Baylor, another big win, but up 38 on BYU. We talked about Utah beating Arizona State 28 to nothing in the second half. So uh, you know who made necessary halftime adjustments. That was all you- Well, there's a lot of, pen- lot of penalties there too. Yep, penalties were a major issue. Texas melts yeah. down in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma nope. State wins 32-24. Uh, that game was – Oklahoma State is just su- – they're such a fraud. Um, they remind me like the Steelers last year. They, they should have lost to Boise. They got a, The refs just decided Boise's not going to win. Well,
0: and biggest, biggest fraud of State, day.
1: the day. Oklahoma State, they were, about to, well, they were about to get blown out of the water. It's 17-3. Texas is going in for another touchdown. Yeah. And then there's a pick six, flip the entire game again.
0: Yeah. Biggest fraud of the day. You're right. 17 three picks, 85 yard pick six. So what was going to be 24 to three turned into 17 10. And then that was it for Texas. But when you look at post game win expectancies, which is, A probability, like if you played the game, like were you supposed to win the game? So, obviously, if it's a coin flip, if a team wins at the last second and it's a coin flip, you have a 51%. Whether if you're, or if you're, you know, Oklahoma, you have near a 100% chance of winning. But Oklahoma State was the one, was the lowest post game win expectancy of all winners yesterday 23% post game win expectancy. They had no business winning that game. Uh, other bad teams, Ole Miss was 29% post-game win expectancy. Michigan State, 39%. I'd take Texas again.
1: By the way, I was just about to say, LSU, what a win for Ed O. Ed O's out. Just got tweeted out. LSU and Ed Orgeron have reached a separation agreement. He will not return in 2022, but expected to complete the season. What? This is weird. Nuts. All right. right, let's. Uh, it's on to week eight. It's, there's no sleep. There's no rest. I'll be... We'll be waiting on openers and trying to find winners uh, right after the NFL slate all throughout the week. All right, before we get out of here, let's go three and out. First down, we have Wednesday night football.
0: Why wait for the weekend? Strap in your fun belts and get ready for Maction. It's midweek madness.
1: We have Wednesday night football, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, it looks like there's three and a half out there. They're 6-0. and 0. They go two out state coming off that bad loss. This coastal Carolina offense, uh, I think arguably, when we're talking nationally, it's top 10 unit potentially. Coastal length
0: three and a half at that. Anything there? Yeah, the number I make is exactly on three and a half. Uh, the total I make is at 57.7, which is there's no total been released yet. So yeah, 57. 58 really is the total I've got. Three and a half is spot on, but you know what? This is going to move. After what App State did, you know, with the four turnovers, they looked absolutely horrible. I don't even know how we handicapped App State after a disaster of a Tuesday night Lafayette. Four turnovers. They spotted ULL scoring drives from the 19, the 31, and the 39 yard line. Louisiana almost plus three overall net yards per play. And the issue really came down to standard downs for App State. 10 of 27 of their runs were stuffed. They went 0 for 11 in third downs. The defense did not log a single pressure on Lewis against Louisiana. So now we're going to transition that performance into Coastal. And Coastal's cruising. The only game they haven't been blown out of their opponent was a road trip to Buffalo. Buffalo. The Bulls beat Coastal at their own game, won the time of possession battle, 64% success rate in standard downs, and they rarely had a stuffed run. They tripled the national average in methodical drives. That's having drives of 10-plus plays. So to beat Coastal, you have to do what Buffalo did, own clock, run all day, stay in standard down. So the question is, can App State do that? App State is 12th in standard down success rate. They're just 65th in line yards, 49th in offensive stuff rate, but App State has to own the trench on offense to win this game. And, and I mentioned all of 2020 that the way to beat Coastal is to expose their rush defense. Currently 94th in stuff rate. They're 70th in rushing success rate on defense. Uh, this game is projected, you know, three and a half. It's going to move. because It's going to be a boatload of Coastal money. And we'll just see how, how high it gets up. But App State has it in the numbers to stop this Coastal front. And then they do have the rushing attack to give them a challenge. But that game was god-awful, and I expect nothing but chance, chance money this week on this number. So three and a half is the bar. We'll see where it goes. All right, second down. We have Thursday Night Football as well.
1: We have Tulane at SMU. And Tulane has been dreadful. SMU's 6-0, oh, um, ranked 23rd. Florida Atlantic at Charlotte. Louisiana, and your boy, going to Arc State. I, the Arkansas State defense, I don't know if we can bet Arkansas State, but there might be value in the number but the Arkansas state defense is one of the ugliest things I've seen all season. I it's, I don't know what is going on there, but there is no tackling just you can do whatever you want against that defense. And then finally at 11 Eastern on Thursday, San Jose state. You want to stay up till three in the morning again, watching the San Jose state offense. You have a chance. They're at UNLV anything on Thursday night stick out for you.
0: Yeah, let's start off with Tulane and SMU. This is a number I projected, minus 15 and a half in SMU. Uh, they are going, this is the number one passing success rate unit in SMU going up against a Tulane team that is bottom 15 in the nation in defending the pass. Uh, serious issues in passing down success rate for on um, defensively for Tulane. And let's not forget that these two teams are ranked top 20 in tempo. So I you know, I, I think the total is going to be somewhere around 57 to 60. It should be probably higher, uh, considering SMU is going to be able to do whatever they want, and the tempos are going to be really high in this game. As far as Florida Atlantic and Charlotte, I see Charlotte plus six at home, but they just have some awful, awful defensive numbers as far as defending the explosive play. Charlotte is bottom 10 in defending rush explosiveness and pass explosiveness. And that is not a good thing against a Florida Atlantic team that is top 25 in rush explosiveness and top 30 in rushing success rate. They are going to own in line yards. Charlotte's 118th in defensive line yards and Florida Atlantic runs the ball 54% of the time. So this is a game where I would look to get Florida Atlantic maybe minus six. Florida Atlantic is going to be able to own clock, own the ground. And uh, they have some pretty good defensive metrics as far as coverage goes, as far as uh, defending the pass. And they are 10th in the nation and defending big play percentage, so Florida Atlantic would be the look there for me. Louisiana, coming off of a Say big his name. game. I'm not saying his name. I'm not saying your name. I'm not betting on you. I'm not saying your name. Say my like, name. Say my name. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. Utah hasn't won the Pac-12 South yet, but uh, it was good. To, it was good to win the Breaking Bad bet. Uh, at least, at least we think so. Like Utah would have to have a complete crumble here to lose that. You're goddamn right. Yeah. So the projection here is going to be Louisiana minus 18 on the road against Arkansas state. And the question is, is can you do it? Well, if you look at Arkansas state's defensive numbers, they don't have a single stat category that's within top 110. It's really bad. Their pass rush is kind of middling in FBS. But they're, but if you know, if Louisiana, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the head coach's name. If he wants to put up a 50 burger, he's going to be able to do it. Arkansas State's also going to run tempo at the end of the game. Scared money don't make money, you know. Hey, probably so. I mean, Arkansas is 11. Arkansas State is 11th in tempo, so. You know, But at the same time, they're outside the top 100 and finishing drives on offense. So I don't know if they're going to get points on the board, but they're going to run snaps as fast as possible. So I think over is really the only way you can look here. Uh, Louisiana gets up to 21. That'd probably be the stop uh, at the time you'd want to stop buying on the Cajuns. San Jose State and UNLV. Stay tuned for the write-up on that one. You got to see if Doug Brumfeld's coming back. Great. By the way, this UNLV Rebel Roller. This freaking slot that they have on the field is like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But if Doug Brumfield is back, that is huge. San Jose State has had, you know, a little bit of issues uh in defending the rush, uh, especially when it comes to it from a stuff rate perspective. So if Brumfield is in a quarterback, it makes this handicap different. I line it about UNLV plus seven, but with Brumfield, I obviously would be playing UNLV with that rebel roller. All right, before we get to third down,
1: a reminder to our listeners, Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign-up offer for you guys this season. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit $20 or more can make their first bet risk-free, up to $1,000. That's right. If you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk-free, up to $1,000 in eligible states thousand dollars so take advantage of this win bet offer just click on the action network link in this episode description must be 21 or older to gamble no one to stop before you start gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER all right let's get back to the show before we get out of your third down one spot or one angle that you're looking at for next weekend simple for me might be my biggest play of the year depending on the line there he goes Brock Purdy. iowa state brocktober at home against this fraudulent, undefeated Oklahoma State team, Hammer Town.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if there's anything that we can look at, it's going to take till Monday or Tuesday to get it out. But the Cincinnati team total over, if it's not 50 against Navy, then you can just count me in. Navy's outside the top 100 in finishing drives. They're 125th in pass coverage. They're (laughs) they're outside the top 100 in havoc. And they don't stuff the ball at the line of scrimmage. If Cincinnati wants a 50-burger on Navy, listen, I'm not going to talk about the other side of the ball. But if since he wants a 50 burger, they're going to get it against his Navy defense.
1: Oh man. I'm going to have a uh, decision to make my auto service Academy catching over two touchdowns, which hit again, by the way, against Wisconsin <laughs> this weekend. Um, nice job. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do there. Cause I know that. Oh man. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later in the week. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe, unsubscribe, leave a review. And it really helps us out when you do. We do giveaways. I teased that last week. So let me do a couple here. All right. Uh, Troy two, four, nine, seven stuck in common. Always deliver great betting analysis week after week. It's always entertaining to listen to them find value on the board and ride their horses in stereotypical spots. i.e., October. October next week, baby. I'll definitely be a lifelong listener. As long as I'm betting. Shout out to Generate Nation. All right. Uh, let's send him some gear. Reach out to me. If you don't know our producer, old boy, Uncle Mitch, I think is his Twitter handle. Just reach out to him or reach out to me. And, uh, if you can't find him and not connect to him, we'll send you out to him stuff. How about Cads310? Stucky, stay in your lane. Colin is the expert here. You're a decent NFL analyst, but please let Colin provide the analysis here and be a facilitator host. So tired of your feelings. Come also on. telling us that just under 50% of your takes are crap is not a great way to keep listeners. The group of five deep dive is a great addition to the pod, though. All right. We'll send you stuff to catch, but,
0: uh, I will keep providing analysis. Sorry. I mean, I mean, my one comment on that is that sometimes I can't get my head out of the numbers, right? Sometimes I can't stop looking at a spreadsheet as we're stuck can pull me out of there. So I think that's a, I think that's a pretty bad take. I mean, that's, you've been able to fish me out of a few spots. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that we have, it's good
1: balance. Each pod is a must listen for me and Colin. I don't think it's lame when you say peace out. I think you didn't say <laughs> peace out on the one with McMurphy and someone was like, oh, but you said peace out with me again. I thought you got scared off it. Uh, yeah. JB 2 Nice. Send him some stuff. Paul Brasher one top notch content for us listeners. Bob coop 22. Appreciate you. BM one, 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 one. Appreciate the gen- another degenerate nation shout out. Um, so uh, why not football 24444? We'll send you stuff too. Um, and Kurt 5224. I mean, just we'll send out everything, leave reviews. It really helps us out. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, as always. Colin, thanks for joining me. As always, time for us to go get to work, monitor these openers, and try to find some winners for you guys. We'll be back later in the week. Make sure you check out the group of five guys, they're killing it as well on their episode later in this week. And Colin and McMurphy, I'm curious to see where, uh, they will have Oklahoma State this week and San Diego State. So make sure you tune into them early in the week as well. Time for us to go get to work. Catch y'all later. Cheers. Peace out.